Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlankCouragesYou.com, where we bring you the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and I do count it a privilege and a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 75 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, it has been a little while since we have visited the Singles Chalkboard. So we're going to go there today. So if you are single, you certainly do want to stay tuned for what we have coming up next. And if not, just listen in anyway and get some insight on the singles life from my guest's perspective. So go ahead and take this time to get your notebooks, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Encourages You is coming to you with my interview with Bonnie Johnson. That's what's coming up next. So BCU family, you are certainly in for a treat. Bonnie and I met last summer during our church convocation after a workshop that we had on singles. And in talking with her and some of the struggles and the triumphs that she has experienced, I thought that her story was fascinating and worth sharing with my BCU family. So without further ado, here's my interview with Bonnie Johnson. Here we go. My special guest, my friend and sister in Christ, Bonnie Johnson. She is here with me. Well, not with me. She's on the line. She's on the line and she is down in Virginia. And what we're talking about today is a combination of topics, really. We're talking about singleness and uh, one thing that you can do while you're single. There's uh, lots of things that you can do, but uh, Bonnie did something really amazing in the way of a trip. And we're going to talk about all of those things um, together here. So, Bonnie, welcome. So glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad as well to be here with you all tonight. All right. So, um, you know, what I've I got so many questions here that I want to ask. And Bonnie and I were talking before the mic was on. I, I got all into the conversation. I'm like, let me go ahead and hit record. So let me see if I can rewind <laughs> and ask a couple of questions here. So uh, and actually, even before I go into that, um, we just need to talk about who you are. So they're like, well, who's Bonnie Johnson? So, Bonnie, what can you tell us about yourself? Well, I am a single mother of one. I have a son. Um, I live in Virginia. been here all my life. Um, I attend the Bethel Restoration Center where my pastor and bishop is Bishop John N. Gray and First Lady Laverne Gray. Um, I've been at Bethel about, my son is 24. He'll be 24 this year. So I've been at Bethel for about maybe... 17, about 17 years, left, came back. Um, I work for Timeshare, been mm-hmm. there for nine years, matter of fact, today. Mm. Um, and I'm single. <laughs> all right well congrats on your work anniversary that is amazing and uh yeah that is great yeah that's that's amazing whole decade that is saying something there about your faithfulness to the job and obviously doing a wonderful job um that you're, you're there and flourishing yes all right and then as far as ministry is concerned i believe that you are president over the singles ministry is that right i am i am the singles president at this Present time, I am, yes. All right. And how long have you been president? 
Okay, all right. So you've been doing this a little bit. Yeah. All right. Okay, all right. So now let, let me just back up here with, you know, how did you come to know Jesus personally? Because I think that that for singles, I think that it's important to to come to know Christ and to have that Acts 238 experience. So you don't have to get too detailed, but, you know, what brought you to Christ? Um, what brought me to Christ? Actually, Bishop Gray's daughter, Melissa, who is now deceased, her husband and I was working at um, a grocery store together. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, I had no interest in really getting to know Christ. I thought I knew him um, in my own little way at the church that I was previously at. It was a family church, so you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. So um, I had my own things going on. And he just kept saying, there's something about you. I want my wife to meet you, blah, blah, blah. So his wife came to the store one day, and she said, I don't know what it is about you, but my husband keeps talking about you, so I'm going to come to the country and meet your family, and you're going to start coming to the house on weekends. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I going. She came and got me. I was about 16 when I met them. Came and got me. I started coming to Bethel Bible Way at that time, mm-hmm. and I came from a Baptist church. So these people were shouting, speaking in tongues, all this other stuff. I was like, oh, no, this is not for me. But I kept coming back, and I kept coming back, and I kept coming back. And so, long story short, I just kept coming and coming and coming. And I was like, okay, well, let me try this Jesus thing for real. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I tried it. But being 16 and then getting pregnant at 19, Mm -hmm. and I was in the church at the time, that I got pregnant, I was not, the church was not in me, Mm -hmm. I was in the church at the time that I got pregnant, so time grew on, I met a lady named Hope Bartlett, and she's a single mom of two, and she just kept encouraging me and telling me I could do it, and blah, 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 and then eventually, it just really actually happened, I became really saved, (laughs) after years of, you know, trying to do it my way. It was time to go ahead and give in and, you know, mm-hmm. try it the right way. Yes. All right. I hear you on that. Amen. 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 So, you know, you uh, you said that, you know, you were in the church at the time and going and then, you know, ended up having your baby and everything and the Lord worked that out. So have you always been okay with your singleness? Like, you know, accepting that as part of your life at this particular moment. Of course, you know, I don't know what your future goals are, what you're looking for God to, but, you know, have you always been like, okay, I'm single and this is great, or has it been a struggle? No, it has been a struggle from day one, and I, for me, it was a struggle because going back to who I am, my mom and father left me ever. My mom left me with her mom, and my father always said he was never my father. Mm -hmm. So I always blame myself for not having parents. Mm -hmm. My grandparents and my great-grandparents, they were older, had already raised their kids, so now they're trying to raise a grandchild. So I didn't have the love and the affection that I was looking for. I had material things. They gave me material things, but it was no activities that they came to, no I love you, no embracing. Mm-hmm. So I looked for love in all the wrong places. So I told God when I was younger, I didn't want to be single, I wanted to be married. And so 
dated guys and you know most of the time they just usually because I had the apartment and mm-hmm. I had the money and I had the car it was never where they brought anything to the table mm-hmm. to offer me it was just that I did not want to be alone mm-hmm. so, so it took me a very 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 long time to embrace my singleness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely hear you on that. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the lack of um, love or embracing and stuff, I think that's a generational thing. You know, I, I think sometimes with the older folks, um, and it's just probably what they knew and how they were raised, that, you know, there's not a lot of that, you know, that physical affection sometimes that a child needs. And I think especially a girl and and, and the situation that you were in, you know, by providing for you, that means that I love you. You should know because I'm giving you things. Wow. And yeah, wow. and I, I think that they don't always realize, the older generation doesn't always realize, and probably some today, that, you know, it's really that love that, that you crave um, and not necessarily the material things. They're nice, but they don't take the place of that love. And right. yeah, you're exactly. right. And, and I love what you said there. And it just, you know, it, it points us to, you know, Christ and, and filling that void because we try to fill it up with so many other things, myself included, fill it up with so many other things. And it, it's really the love of the Lord that will take away that, that quench that just, that you just can't seem to um, put out with anything else. Or anybody right. else, or anything else. <laughs> exactly, and I also think that once, um, once you learn to love yourself, mm-hmm. and you allow God to build your self-esteem, then you can embrace whatever season that you're in. Because for me, I had low self-esteem, so I thought that if I gave them everything they wanted, that they would give me back what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But in turn, it never worked out like that. Because as I say, it's been a you know, it's been a roller coaster, and you know, I admire people that say that being in Christ hasn't been a roller coaster because it has. Because you deal, you deal with you, and then you deal with what you know God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. So it's a constant battle that you're fighting yourself on a regular because you know what you're supposed to do, but we're still living this thing called flesh, and you fight mm-hmm. against. You know, do I do good or do I do bad? I know I'm supposed to do good, but you know. So, mm-hmm. and, and you know, Vonnie, I question anyone that says that uh, life in Christ is not a roller coaster. I, I question that because even for the seasoned saint, uh, even for those who are married or maybe grew up in the perfect home or whatever, there's there's always something that is yeah. a struggle. And I think that we deceive ourselves. And, and the scriptures say that. I want to say it's in First John. And if we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves. Now, we don't practice it, obviously, and continue to do the same things over and over. There's right. usually something that you struggle with. And Paul talked about that. You said that. You know, what I want to do, you know, I can't do it. It's just the flesh and the spirit, and it's in a constant war. So that alone um, is roller coaster. And it's not that... Um, Everyone has the same struggle, but there's usually something. And if you're saying you're not struggling with anything, I, I wonder about that. Exactly. I just wonder. Now, I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to detect I, anybody's exactly. story, but I just wonder about that thing. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, so now being president of the singles ministry, um, how does your story help some of the younger or maybe even older or just single people in general, you know, as you're counseling them? Well, that's funny because um, at first uh, we were just doing 
throwing events and, you know, just going with the flow. But in the last two years, mm-hmm. I have become really close to the younger women um, that are in their 18s and 20s leaving to go to college. And I've told them the whole story from, you know, my son's father to chasing love and messing up my credit and the mm-hmm. whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And so... It's become, you know, they always say that your trials and your tribulations is a testimony to somebody else. Well, that has come true, you know. So I'm able to share at a time that I wouldn't at one time because I was ashamed or, you know, I'm like, you know, didn't really want to tell my story. So now it's different because I always tell them I don't want to see them go through what I went through. And they Mm -hmm. still may. But I want them to know that I'm here for them. So I have a lot of the young women that come and share stuff with me that they wouldn't even share with their parents. Mm -hmm. And some of the parents have come to me and said, you know, thank you for being that person that they Mm -hmm. can share with, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so they can have an outlet of what's going on with them. So it's, um, my, all my experiences have become a testimony to others especially the younger people. We have um, now our singles group is expanding. We have quite a few widows and Mm. we have a few divorcees that's there. So Mm. we're trying to incorporate everybody in the singles group um, because everybody has a different. I can't talk to a widow because I've never been married. I can't Mm. talk Mm. to um, someone who's divorced because, you know, I've never been divorced. So we're trying to incorporate different Mm -hmm. people in different aspects so that they can bring more enlightenment and build the group because, you know, most people just think that, you know, it's a single group. I don't need to come because I'm divorced or I'm a widow. We just don't want to be a single group. We want to be a team that builds each other. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is amazing. That is amazing. And and I want to go back, Bonnie, to what you were saying about mentoring the younger folks and, and I often tell the story, and I certainly don't want to eclipse what you're saying. And just thinking about our stories are similar. My daughter is uh, 27 now, and um, I was a youngster when I got saved. Well, not youngster. I was in, it was in my early 20s, mid-20s, actually. And she was about three. And I remember having questions about being single and saved. And, you know, I had a young daughter. And, you know, back in the 19... 19- <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, it was a... It was still a big deal. It was still a big deal. And no one had really good answers for me. And it wasn't purposeful or intentional. It's like you said, these folks have always been married. So, you know, being a 20-something-year-old, 24, 25-year-old single parent, there was no clue there other than just pray. Right. So, and then you had the other folks on the other side who were just plain single, you know, no kids or anything like that. So again, no concept of, you know, how do you date properly and date with kids and how do you do that? And there were no real answers because it was sort of new. And, um, I bumped my head quite a bit, quite a bit going through it. And, uh, to your point, I thank God for it. Now at the time I didn't understand it. And like you said, you know, the, the heartache and the shame and all of those things. And now, you know, we're able to counsel the younger ones and say, you know, you don't want to go down this path. You don't want to go to, uh, experience university. I heard somebody say, cause when you go to experience university, that is costly. 
Okay. <laughs> you lose a lot. You can lose your money. <laughs> you can lose, you know, your, your, um, freedom. You can lose your life. There's a lot of things you can lose. Go to wisdom university. See, that's where we are the deans, right? We're the deans of the wisdom university. Come here and get the wisdom and get it for free. <laughs> That's right, because that's free. You don't have to experience everything that we did because we done gone through this thing. And God has kept us and kept our minds. Thank you, Jesus. And and kept our hearts and kept us from bitterness and has healed us up so that, you know, we're able to, you know, come to you and say, you know, don't do A, B, C, D, and E. And you're not necessarily restricted because you're single or because you're single and you've had a child. So, um, or, or there's no shame behind your story. You know, it, you know, there's a lot of us that chase love. I was one that did it at one point in time, you know, early in my life and, and we've done it. And I think that there's a lot of a shame and stigma behind that. And, you know, we, as a people of God have to embrace when someone does, you know, make a mistake, when they do mess up, when they didn't listen and we don't want to further shame them or drive them away from God. Very much so. I've had a few single women that are younger um, in the group that said, um, I had one sister, she had gotten pregnant, and she said, I asked why she hadn't been coming to the fellowship. And she said, well, I can't come um, because um, I'm a disgrace to you all. I said, no, you're not. The difference between you and us is that you got caught. We didn't. So you're no different than we <laughs> That's are. Right. Nobody can throw the stone at you and, you know, none of the above. The only difference is that you got caught. You're pregnant. Mm-hmm. We just didn't get caught with our hand in the cookie jar. So you're no different. You don't stop coming. Mm-hmm. You know, we still want you to know that we love you. And those that that can't embrace you, then they need to deal with themselves because we're still a team, regardless of what your fall may be. And I always tell them that, you need to know that you have people surrounding you that if I come to you and tell you, you know, I'm having a hard time this week and, you know, I want to do this and, you know, I just feel like, you know, I'm missing something that when I get into worship, you don't look at me any different, mm. you know, because I needed the outlet to be able to talk to you, but I need to know that you're able to handle what I'm saying to you and that when I get into worship or when I get into praise or when I get into just church in general, that you won't look at me any different because of the obstacle that I'm having this week. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to know that you have people around you that are going to support you even in your downtime because mm-hmm. everybody has a downtime. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has a time where they're like, God, you know, what you doing? You know, what, what what's going on? <laughs> you know, and people always give me the scripture of um, uh, be content mm-hmm. in every situation that you're in. And that's very much true. But sometimes you're asking God, well, what are you doing? I'm content and, and you know, and I'm thinking I'm I'm right and I'm doing mm-hmm. this and I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you said you'd give me the desires of my heart. So do I need to be content to know that this is where it's going to be? I'm going to be single or, do, or is there still a lesson for me to learn? Because I've heard people say, oh, when I get married, I'll be whole. Mm-hmm. No, I had to learn that even without a mate, I'm still whole. Mm-hmm. I'm not a half a person. I'm a whole person, even though I'm not married. You know, my mm-hmm. my mate doesn't make me a whole. Mm-hmm. He just he just he just um 
what is it? He just enhances me. Mm-hmm. He just he just adds to me. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't make me a whole. Mm-hmm. You, you already have to be a whole person before the mate even comes. Oh, BCU family, I tell you that Bonnie was a blessing to my soul in that conversation. She was doing some serious teaching and I trust that you all were enjoying the conversation just as much as I did. So what's gonna happen is we've got part two of my interview with Bonnie Johnson and that should be coming up the next time we are together. So please stay tuned. You do not want to miss it. In the meantime, what question, comment, or feedback do you have for Bonnie or just about the podcast in general? If you would, please go over to the BlendCouragesYou.com site and head on down to the comment section and let's continue the conversation. So, have you become an official member of the BCU family? In order to do so, you need only subscribe to BlendCouragesYou.com. Yes, that's it. And that is free. And it's a great place to get the encouragement, inspiration, and information that you're looking for based on the Word of God. Also, you can see what we're up to on the daily. Go ahead and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we are also on YouTube on a weekly basis. You can also listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes. All under the moniker, Blend Courages You. All right, BCU family, we're going to get ready to wrap things up, but not before saying thank you. We certainly do know here at BlendCouragesYou.com that there is no way that we could continue to bring you this encouragement without your prayerful support and sharing this ministry with others. So please continue to do just that as we endeavor to encourage souls in the name of Jesus. So with that, BCU family, once again, may God bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on the wall. Lord will. We'll see you next time.